Good morning, loyal listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, bringing you day 381 since we came back on the air. I'm joined in the studio today by Dr. Rosalind Clark. Good morning, everyone. I have what I consider to be a pretty interesting subject of conversation planned for today. And I'd like to thank Dr. Clark for joining me, even though she has no idea what it is. That's right. If Max had asked me to join a broadcast with a secret topic, it might have been another story. But Agnes, as silly as she may be, hey! at least Agnes doesn't try to spread the idea that zombies are actually, I don't know, shadow selves from another dimension or something. Thank goodness Max is out of the station, or you might have just given him an idea. The point is that I am interested to know what you have planned for us to talk about today, and if it's a crazy theory like Max's, I will never trust you again. Okay, a lot of pressure, but no, it's not a theory. I asked you to have this conversation with me because, as a poet, you are literary-minded like myself. Poet might be a stretch. No stretch, you're really good, Dr. Clark. And you, like me, understand that certain elements, when depicted in a work, carry with them into that representation a whole history of symbolic understanding and connotations. Okay, yes. So today, I present a hypothetical. We all know the various meanings attributed to the presence of water in a literary work. Like rebirth. Yeah, that's a main one. But water can also represent femininity, fertility, the oblivion of death, the mystery of the past, or the flowing river of fate. I've noticed all of those classic meanings in books I've read and movies I've seen. Water in the real world means a lot of things to us right now because of the hydrophobia of the zombies. A large body of water can mean a form of protection from them, but a driving rain can make conditions dangerous because of the zombies' reaction. All that is true. We also remember the struggle of learning how to find drinking water and how to properly treat water so it's safe to consume. That's a relationship that most people, at least in this area, haven't had to water since modern plumbing. So with these changes to our practical relationship to water, how do you think that will change the way artists of the future use water as a symbol in their works? Wow, that's an interesting question. And a big one. I know that it's just a hypothetical for us, but the way we use our symbols really affects and reflects our relationship to the world as a whole. So I think that whatever water means to us in the future can demonstrate a lot of the changes we're going through as a culture right now. Sure, sure. Let me think out loud for a second here. Water symbolizes both life and death already. The unknowable nature of a large body of dark water reminds us of the mystery of what might happen when we die, and the mystery of what a person may be hiding. Yes, the classic description of a character as still waters on the surface with who knows what underneath. But it's also a source of life and birth, the feminine counterpart to masculine fire. So mystery, womanhood, and birth... Rebirth and cleansing, death... And sometimes all those meanings at once. But now we have zombies, so water is... Protection from the dead, but it's not protection we have any innate ability to control. We haven't weaponized it or been able to build new barriers with it. Max tried to. Jennifer benefits from her natural barrier. Anna told us about a community using the barrier of an old water park. But I haven't heard of anyone harnessing water. So while it offers protection, it's still 
unknowable and wild. It's still other. We didn't tame it like fire. Yes, there are dams and hydroelectricity, so there are some real-life examples of ways in the modern world that we took control of water, but it doesn't quite have the same feeling when I think about water as a symbol. And that's even less than now because of the way the rain can make the zombies act. Exactly. The wrong form of water can do more harm than good. It can make the world more dangerous rather than less. We can't trust it, but we need it. And we have a more intimate relationship with the way we do use it because it's up to us to gather and purify it. So there are some ways that water seems more knowable. Exactly. Hmm. This is a stumper. Well, I think we can agree that rain doesn't work so well as a symbol of cleansing anymore. Well, I don't know. The cleansed world always seemed to be the world after it rained, rather than in the middle of the storm. What about kissing in the rain? Couldn't pay me to do it now! And it might show up less in books in the future. Good. It was a dangerous cliche anyway. All those fictional lovers getting pneumonia. Well, I have to say, I feel like we've talked in a circle for a while and still don't have a solid understanding of the way our feelings about water have changed. I think that's all right. It's still evolving. And anyway, I don't know if we'll really be able to analyze the use of water in art until we're able to see some new art. True! Let that be a call to action, listeners. Keep creating art. Use any symbols you want. It doesn't have to be water. But let your unique interpretation of the world around you come out. We're living through a very special, if troubling, time. So make something from it. And the lit lovers like Dr. Clark and I can analyze it for arcane meaning a little later. Well, we should wrap this up. Thank you for an interesting conversation, Agnes even if it wasn't exactly a productive one. I think the way we see inherent meaning in the world is a big part of what makes us human. Seems productive to me. Anyway, thanks for tuning in today, listeners. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, signing off for Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.